Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. You know, we had been talking about the whole homeopathic remedy, Hippozoninum, which is a major tubercular remedy. And that brings up a whole raft of questions about tuberculosis. We touched on them briefly. Like I say, I was saying that tuberculosis can hit the lungs. It can hit any organ or joint in the body. There are several, several types of tuberculosis, and they each type has an affinity for a particular part of the body. And wherever it sets up house, it destroys, and it causes wherever that bacteria, what it's eating, and it causes that cheesy necrosis. We have Crohn's disease which is, we actually have a, a nozode called Janinium. Okay, <laughs> that was an incorrect pronunciation. I'll attempt it again. It's probably incorrect as well, but it's called Janinium nozode. And that's a major tubercular remedy for, like I say, the Crohn's disease, where it just destroys that intestinal tract. And like I say, it can set up house anywhere. And the hips, the hip joints, the knees, all sorts of, you know, um, organ damage. The lungs, of course, tuberculosis is was a terrible disease up until they discovered antibiotics. It um, was extremely destructive, causing the cough and, you know, destruction of the lungs. And the, the patient suffered intensely. And you can, you can, there's tuberculosis of the bone, and then it can land anywhere. And it just, like I said, it's, it sets up and it just starts destroying that that tissue all around it. So, why am I talking about all this? Because there are, like, say, there's there's the nosodes, and there are different remedies. And like, say, we use the nosodes to wake up the body to recognize what it's fighting, and then we use different remedies to cure. But it's always in the language. You can there's there's a handful of remedies that are very famous for fighting types of tuberculosis, and Calfas being a really popular one, and uh, Costicum is another popular one. There's there's a lot of different remedies that are famous for fighting the symptoms of tuberculosis. But again, if someone you know and love has some form of destructive issues going on, and it can be chronic too, you know, like I say, anyone has chronic boils, you know, you suppress those boils enough, it's going to drive that tuberculosis inward, okay? Uh, You don't want to suppress anything. You want the body to be able to get that stuff out. But I'm going to tell you a little story about uh, a gal who had... um, hip pain. Now, joint, hip joint disease tends to run in that family. So she had um, gone to the doctor, actually in her early 20s, and complained of this hip. Um, the pain was in, incredible. She said she couldn't sleep anymore. And the doctor laughed at her and said, just because it's in your family doesn't mean you're going to get it. And, you know, she just kind of looked at the doctor and thought, um, isn't that what hip joint disease is? Doesn't it just run in families? Anyway, so that hip bothered her off and on for years, and then the pain actually went away for several years. But when she was being treated for something else, 
the language of the remedy that she was taking started a healing process going on within her body. And that healing process led to some very bizarre symptoms. And I'm going to tell you about this one. And because of the tuberculosis, she said that she was on her remedy. It was a lower potency daily. After about three weeks, she started to notice this like boil on her hip. And if, when she pointed to the hip, it, it wasn't like on the buttocks. And it wasn't directly on the side, but it was low and where kind of like if you bend your leg and you can feel you feel the hip joint bend up. So it was, I don't know, <laughs> it's on the southwest corner maybe. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Anyway, and she said this huge boil started to develop. And she took a mirror and looked, and here it was just red. It was a huge spot, she said, is probably as big as um, maybe four inches across the, the redness and as she kept taking a remedy that she said it became a boil and it took about another week and a half after that and the boil came to a head and then it popped and she said in it this white cheesy necrosis came out and she says and it drained for over a week and a half and then all this and then it finally bled and then it started to heal up and she says that went on for you know like I said for that whole duration of the week and a half and I said to her, I said, that's exactly what happened, is that cheesy necrosis, for whatever reason, that hip joint disease, okay, like I say it all the time, the body can only do one thing at a time. Now, whatever was going on in her life, that that pain stopped in that hip for, all, for those years. Something else was taking precedence because your body can only read one thing at a time. So it's not that the cheesy necrosis or the tuberculosis was necessarily stopped or gone. It's just that something else took precedence so that she was realizing other symptoms. And so then when she was on this healing remedy, what happens is the body took and fistulated, okay? That cheesy necrosis, it destroyed the tuberculosis and it actually formed a fistula where the body formed like a, like a tornado, like a funnel to the closest external part available, which was that part of the hip, and then it pushed all that cheesy necrosis out and then was able to heal itself up. It actually healed its own hip joint disease with that particular remedy. And you laugh at me and you say, how can that be? The body is an amazing, amazing machine. It will heal itself when given what it needs. Like I said, it had been fighting that tuberculosis in that hip for all those years, now see, I was just trying to think how many, she said, okay, so from the time she was about 21, the hips actually started bothering her for several years, and then it stopped for maybe eight, and then she was well into her 40s when this took place, this, this fistula that pushed that out of the body. I've heard people talk about fistulas where how the body will form an opening, and it'll push the toxin or the bone chip or whatever it is out and then it'll heal up from the inside out. Kent used to write about fistulas. He says one of the most destructive things that you can do for the body is to surgically remove a fistula because what's happening is the body has formed that to get rid of some toxin, to push something out of the body, and then it will eventually heal itself up. And so, you know, that's just the way the body heals itself. So I was absolutely amazed because I had never heard of anything like that, like for the hip joint issue. And so... It really helped me, though, because a while later, I heard of a man who, he had um, hip joint disease. And I said, well, you know, let's just try this remedy. He was, he was looking at surgery. 
I said, so I said, let's try this Calfas. And I was bad. I gave him too high a potency. I gave him a 200. I should have given him a 30 or even a 6 because he was older. He had good vitality though, excellent vitality. But still his situation was so organic. In other words, it was so, you know, he was already having problems. So I should have stayed low. And I, like I said, this was really early in my career. <laughs> I wasn't, didn't even have what I consider a career at that time, but I knew that was a good remedy for him. And I gave it to him and he said it immediately, he said within days, he felt great. But within days he said that he started losing um, mobility, not mobility, but control of the leg that was the worst. He had both hips were scheduled for surgery. The one was worse than the, the second. And he said that he lost this um like I said, the, not the use of his leg, but a little bit of control. He said, it won't do everything I want it to do. He says, I find myself tripping a lot. So he went to the doctor, and the doctor panicked. And he said, oh, my gosh, I can't even read these x-rays. It looks like a big white cloud. He says, we need to get you in immediately for surgery. And I begged this man. I said, please, just give it time. Your body is trying. It's dissipating that cheesy necrosis and it will fistulate and it will get rid of it on its own. I says, please give it time. He goes, well, I don't dare. I don't dare. So through the course of that, he went in for surgery. Seriously, the doctor rushed him in on the next Monday and the man, it was a successful hip surgery, except the man ended up with what they call um, hip joint. It was a surgical palsy where the either bone fragments or some other stuff gets in the way, gets in that sciatic nerve area, and it'll call it, cause a palsy. And he ended up with a very, very, very shaky leg. And I always kind of felt it was the cheesy necrosis that was dissipating. And as that was dissipating, and then they interrupted that process with that surgery, all of that icky stuff erased havoc with the surgery. I think it was actually, it was, I was so upset. I, I, I felt guilty for a long time and I thought, no, it's not my fault. He was healing. He was in the process of healing when that doctor rushed him in. And then when you interrupt anything, that's a grave form of suppression. And so I, I just felt so bad. And then, but the doctor said, but it's a miracle because your other hip is almost completely healed up. He says, I, he goes, I can't believe it. You're not even going to have to have surgery on that second hip. So his body was healing that quickly, just from that remedy. And I just, you know, so anyway, when people say they have hip joint disease and they'll say it's bone on bone and this and that, and I'm like, yeah, there's very little hope if it's the cartilage is actually gone because the body can only do so much. The vital force has to be strong enough and there has to be enough there left to heal. The body can get rid of the bad stuff, but there's not always enough there to heal. Do you see what I'm saying? So, but if you can be aware of the symptoms, oh my goodness, you can catch it at the beginning. It's just absolutely amazing. And I do have what I have a protocol that I like to use just to help stop that um, destructiveness. But the person is always going to have to have their case taken so that we can get their language as to what is going to be the best remedy for them. And everybody does have their remedy because they have their own set of language. And like I said, with mine, like with when I have to, I know my remedy, it, it's just amazing. I can pretty much take it for anything and it's going to help me feel more balanced. And it's going to help me feel better, help me keep me out of the disease state. And, and everyone has their remedy, whether it be plant, mineral, or animal, everyone has their remedy. And so, like I said, a good homeopath will help you find that. So with that, I just, I, like I said, I just really wanted to explain a little bit more about 
the tuberculosis in the hip joint disease um, and Crohn's disease too. Again, it's the tuberculosis lands in that intestinal tract, sets up house, and starts eating away the healthy tissue. And it can land, like I said, in any organ of the body. Very often, I think people will end up be diagnosed with cancer. They'll have pain. They'll be diagnosed with cancer, and it's something like tuberculosis because it, it'll it'll show, you know, up as a spot on an organ. They call everything cancer nowadays. But when when there's a spot on an organ, they'll say, oh, yep, it's a it's a it's a it's a tumor, or you know, we're seeing black spots. We don't know what we're looking at, and so they just treat everything like cancer, and it's much to the destruction of mankind as far as I'm concerned. So sometimes they're actually seeing tumors or lumps or pockets of parasites. And unless they open someone up, they don't they won't they won't know that what it is that they're looking at. Parasites are responsible for much of what's going on in our world. And um, yes, I have a protocol for killing parasites too. And actually everyone should do a parasite cleanse at least once a year. Twice a year is even better because it just keeps the body balanced. And again, Kent wrote extensively about parasites and they'll say, well, what remedy gets rid of them? And he'll say, it's not any particular remedy. It's when the body is brought back into balance that the parasites cannot survive. So naturally, the hydrochloric acid in the body, when that is balanced, when the pH balance is proper and the digestive fluids are proper, parasites cannot survive in the human body. And so... Tuberculosis can destroy an organ very, very quickly, and it can, like I say, it causes much pain. And like I say, it runs in families. So the the nozode bacillinum is fantastic for getting rid of that predisposition to tuberculosis. Okay, because it comes from the human sputum of someone with tuberculosis, and it will help when given. It'll alleviate the predisposition to colds and flu, pneumonia and things like that. It will help to alleviate that. And so, you'll, I mean, you'll have families and they always are running at the nose and, and have the colds and have flu. And then you have other families that never have, never have a runny nose. Those kids just, it's, it's amazing how different families can have a different disposition. And according to the disposition, that's the particular group of diseases that they're more prone to. And so the colds and flu, or the runny noses, things like that, that can be a tubercular diathesis, a tubercular disposition. So we use the nozodes to help alleviate that, to help change that, to help get rid of that predisposition to those types of diseases. And that's what we do in homeopathy. That's why I like it so much, because it's so easy. It's just, it seems complicated, and yet it's not. And I, I actually get a lot of emails from moms that... They'll say they they want to study homeopathy. They want to be certified, and I know everybody's you know kind of laugh at me because I still have yet to be certified. I, trust me, I will get that way just to please the world. And I wanted to for my own clients, and I still do. But at the same time, when I started studying homeopathy, it was for my family. It was because I had seen the miracles of being cured of meningitis, of my own mastitis. Eventually, my daughter being miraculously saved from the jaws of death, seriously, with that head injury. One thing after another, I've seen the miracles. So yes, oh, you know, because we live in a world that wants titles, I want to get certified. But at this point, I'm just happy that I'm helping other people to realize that they can help their families as well with homeopathy. To me, that's what's important at this point in my life. 
I will sat- try to satisfy the world and get certified eventually, but just learn homeopathy for the sake of your own family because it's really, uh, like my homeopath said, there's no money in it <laughs> because you'll spend your life helping other people. People that, you know, there's not a lot of people in the whole wide world with money, okay? <laughs> and the ones that do have it, have it because they don't like to spread it. <laughs> so you'll spend your life helping others. And honestly, there's so much satisfaction in that. And you don't have to go looking for them. They will find you or you'll trip over them, okay? And our family is the most important treasure that anyone can have. So they're the ones that you're going to be helping when you learn homeopathy. So yes, study Kent, James Tyler Kent. John Clark had fantastic books. He had a fantastic Materia Medica. And Boricki had a great repertory. There's, you know, there's many, many resources out there. And many of them you can get very cheap. Like I said, I put my book Homeopathy to Mo- for Mommies together because it was kind of a compilation of all my different research. And, and you can use that book to pretty much treat any acute situation that's going to come around. As far as the chronic and the deeper, the tuberculosis, things like that, you yes, you'll need to really research and study. Go to a good homeopath, a reputable one, that will help you to figure out the, the predisposition in your family so that you can help get rid of that and alleviate that. And I'm telling you, I just, it's amazing. I'm just so, feel so blessed that I know about homeopathy. And I know you will too. The more you learn about it, the more you're going to be pleased that you can help your family. Because like I say, when we, I used to be sick all the time. My kids were sick all the time. We had strep throat. Half the kids had strep throat. The other half had pneumonia all the time. They were in and out of the hospital, in and out of the doctor's office. Now we never have to go to the doctor's office. We never get sick. If we start getting sick, like I said, we just use the essential oil, homeopathic remedies, essential oils, bam, go to bed. 24 hours later, you're feeling better because we just use remedies and things that will help boost the immune system so the body can heal itself. So with that, I just wanted to explain that tuberculosis thing. It's just, it's absolutely amazing the way the body can get rid of all, all those poisons, all those toxins, all those viruses, and all those bacterias naturally on its own in a healthy way. I know, like I said, when I was in Australia, the, I asked, well, do you guys know anyone with hip or, you know, hip joints or ever had, have artificial joints put in? And they're like, no, but we know the doctor that went, moved to New York to help design the joints. I had to laugh. They just, they're just so healthy there. You know, like I said, it's the food, the sunshine, I don't know, combination of everything. Absolutely amazing. So with that, I know this is going to be a shorter show, but I just wanted to touch on the tuberculosis and how the body, like I say, can just heal itself. So with that, gives you a few things to ponder, right? (laughs) May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.